Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, I remember I moved out to my granny's house and was clearing out my house, cleaning my granny's house from top to bottom, throwing out half her shit, buying loads of students. Mm. I didn't take one day off. I went every evening after work. It was disgusting. You're up every night till one o'clock in the morning. Oh. You're in between two houses. I was scrubbing mold off cupboards. Like I only found the inside, like a vital element of my coffee machine. Like when I pulled up my the back chair in my car last week. Last week. I'm in the house five weeks. I know, but the, I know you do. Find and you haven't things. had a coffee? I've had a coffee, but I've had to hold the mug. I haven't I, been able to. Because uh, what, the, what does this vital thing do? It's hold. the place that you stick in and the mug goes on top of it oh. I haven't found my karaoke machine since I moved well it's in the back of my car I don't know it's a bit big <laughs> it's one of those you know ghetto karaoke machines like ghetto boombox so none of us are moving again anytime soon no mm. like no way hopefully not guys but sure you wouldn't be knowing <clears throat> what do we think of these yeah they need the gelatin mm. okay I have a quick two every week it's always the food <laughs> I love that you just ate an Andes. <laughs> Inhaled it. <laughs> oh, by the way, was that Magnum I had yesterday vegan? That needed to be... Li- no, what? I think it was. They no. have a vegan Magnum now. I think it could have been. I think it was. Because you joked and said it was vegan. <laughs> and then I saw Riyadh shared a picture on his Instagram of one that looked exactly the same and it said vegan no, on there it. There is vegan ones and they've, they're kind of green. They have yeah. a green logo. That's I think it was. was. I, I had a vegan Magnum. I thought it was mint flavoured. I was like, you're an absolute... Look. <gasps> you did eat vegan... Oh, that actually. <laughs> Brendan's eaten vegan twice in his life. Brendan, that is what you had. The corn cocktail sausages recalled. Pieces of metal in them. It's not even safe to not eat the meat now. Now, however, myself and Hannah don't really eat the corn sausages. We're more Linda McCartney fans. We're a Linda McCartney sausage fan. Yeah. yeah. Can't hear her name without getting scared about that time that she followed me on Twitter. <laughs> Because it just her name comes up and says, <laughs> Linda McCartney has followed you. <laughs> I can't believe I'd be so honoured. I would be honoured, oh Brendan. God, you're terrified. Those sausage rolls are phenomenal. <gasps> she knows you're a staunch vegan. I went to Belfast at the weekend. We in Apple Green? So, uh, yes. And so I took full advantage of the Greg's. 
And I got a vegan sausage roll and Greg's. What are they like? What are they like? Stunning. Now, don't taste okay. one bit healthy. You've had the Linda, you've had the Apple Green, and you've had the Greg. Rate them from three to one. Go. One's the best, obviously. Um, oh, they are like really... <laughs> so, Linda, the ones I do at home myself, I love them. I love them. The Apple Green, which is the one we had in here. Yeah, I with the chickpea. Them, guys. Okay, I think about so. them, guys. I think about them every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. I checked the website and tried to make Nathan drive around. I have something to tell you in a minute then. I checked. You're going to be highly offended then. Okay, so <gasps> Apple Green's number three. Yeah, I agree. I think they're dirt. I what? <laughs> <laughs> you all ate enough of them when you got them. <laughs> you can take your chickpea. And I'm going to get a clip from that episode that you're all eating them going, mm, gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> so, Apple Green number three. Um... Greg's number two. It has Linda to be. Linda McCartney sauce rolls are as a brand. Linda a McCartney revelation. Is a strong brand. And you know yeah. her daughter, like Stella, all her products, like her perfumes and everything are vegan. That's why I use her perfume. S- sorry. Stella McCartney is Linda's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. No, you knew that, no, Rebecca. No, come on. <gasps> no, you know what this that's, <laughs> And I'm, no I'm, one's related to Paul. I'm like... <laughs> What? McCartney. Yeah. McCartney. Oh, no. <laughs> what? No. No, Linda McCartney Lin- is... Paul's fucking first wife. What? Stella's the daughter. No, are you serious? I didn't know that. They're all related. No, I didn't know that's that. That's why I make comments all the time. I thought the there McCartney was two family. separate. I thought they no. were. T- I no. just thought that like two of them were related and the other one was just her own or his own. No. One glorious family that we have so much to thank oh for. Oh my God. This, do you know, I had a revelation earlier that you're going to think I'm making this up and I'm really not. On Monday, I went over to my friend Dee's house for a barbecue and there was Hi, a <laughs> giant bag of potato on the middle of the table outside. Yeah. And she pointed at them and she went, um, oh, like my friend only copped the other day, like where the name Tato comes from. And I was like, oh my God. And it only dawned on me then. I swear to God, I just never thought about it before. About potato? Yeah. I don't know which is Guys, worse. I have another story like that. I read a tweet yesterday and it was like, people are only realizing that Twitter stand, stands for typing what I'm thinking. It definitely thinking. doesn't. Twi- that other people read or something. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't. I think somebody made that up. It's very good. No, it's Twitter because you're just typing what away. I'm thinking while other. No, I can't spell. You know what I mean. Do that yeah. again. Say it again. T typing. Typing what, what I'm thinking while tea. that. Anyway, no, it's not a thing. I, it's not. No, somebody made that up. In other news, my new local garage is <laughs> <laughs> an apple green. Can you get them on the way yeah. to work? Would, I br- would you heat one up? Have they got a hot counter? Mm, I would like it to be warm. Well, I can get one and then I can speed in yeah, here if you'd if like. You wrap, if you insulate it <laughs> into a nice bag. <laughs> on my new favourite painkillers that I had an unusual experience with this weekend, but we won't go there. I think I'll tell you after the show, okay. Brendan. This podcast is taking a turn. Okay. <clears throat> We're opening it. Welcome to Big Little Shrine, the officially unofficial Big Little Lies podcast and what is potentially going to be the final episode as Big Little Lies season two has drawn to a not so dramatic but somewhat satisfying end. Well, that's what I think at least, but it did premiere to mixed reviews on Sunday and Wednesday night and I'm sure the other two in this room will have something to say. I'm Hannah and those other two are Rebecca, Brendan, so guys, it's so long to Celeste. Good riddance to Mary Louise and goodbye to Monterey for good. Oh, unless we go on holidays. It was Big Little Lies Season 2, Episode 7. I want to know and I want to know what you guys think. How is that for an opener? Haven't done one of them in a while. Well done, Hannah. That was gorgeous. Um, Brendan. I really enjoyed it. Same. I, I think it was my favourite episode of the season. 
like I really enjoyed it and I especially enjoyed like the last like four minutes of it I just think it was really nicely just Did wrapped up Did anyone ask Ball crying the whole time? Ball oh, I was crying for I, the whole bloody thing Were you? No I, I literally welled up I don't think a tear even hit my cheek but I got a like I had an emotional <laughs> peek at um, Ed and Madeline renewing their wedding vows Yeah Cried at Ed was... Yeah Cried at the renewing the wedding vows Cried at the revelation of Celeste that the kids took the video Yeah Yeah it was that whole thing. Yeah, that whole yeah, that whole thing was quite. And hard when to watch. she got her boys to go over and hug Mary that Louise, that was lovely. I was yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like, I just was bawling the whole thing. Cried for Jane. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. It was all just a way. I think the episode all came together, and the way it was ed- all of it just it felt very emotional. Do you know that way? And it felt very final because but, I just think I really as as look, not a lot happened in this season. I think we'll all agree, right? Yeah. But I really love spending time with those characters. And yeah. as characters, I feel like I'll really miss them. Is that really sad to say? Yeah, probably I miss Renata. You know, it's over. Yeah, like I didn't feel like the whole series or that episode was like really satisfying, but it felt very true to all of the characters. Yeah. yeah. Like it didn't feel forced or like they didn't dig up Perry's body and they oh, didn't yeah. kill Where off Mary Louise from? and push her down mm. the stairs like we had like speculated at one point or as I did in my own mind. No, there was nothing dramatic or no. crass or there was nothing very like Madeline or Renata either. It was quite a slow It just felt like they all ending. each of the characters all individually said goodbye to their own lies and to the big lie. Yeah. So like obviously like Renata and Bonnie both ended their marriages like do you know what I mean Jane finally opened up to Corey and Celeste got to keep her children and like say goodbye to that chapter of yeah. her as a parent and Madeline of started her new and chapter Madeline. with Ed yeah so it was like they all oh. decided to stop lying mm. so I, thought, I kind of romantic. felt like it was very appropriate that was so appropriate there was no other way you could have ended it yeah you could have gone big and dramatic yeah you could have given us the meme that we all wanted or whatever but I think it deserved a nice like quiet ending yeah I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Shall we recap? Please. Um, okay, so once again, um, episode seven, um, uh, which was called I Want to Know. It opens with another flashback to Trivia Night. This time Celeste thinking about it in the shower. She's getting ready to head to court to fight to keep the twins. Um before she goes she's going through the twins iPad where they keep all the old videos of their dad and like we've been shown this a few times this season there was an episode with uh, Mary Louise um, but this time Celeste kind of scrolls through a bit more and she finds a video that the twins took of Perry and her and holds her hand over her mouth kind of in shock Um, Steady Eddie is at the back punching the shit out of a punch bag Um, Abigail and Chloe are watching him from the kitchen Chloe asks if they're going to get divorced as he seems mad Abigail reassures her that he's angry because he loves Madeline Um, Jane and Ziggy are sitting on the beach watching the waves your fave yeah um he uh, Ziggy says to Jane that uh, he thinks that uh, she loves Corey and that he makes her happy says that her face is different and she's like a whole other person Ziggy says he wants her to be with him and says that I think you want to be with him too which was really cute Um, Queen of the season Renata orders an Americano in Starbucks (laughs) when the (laughs) oh can't when the cashier asks her if she'd like him to leave room for milk she sharply says Americanos don't have milk Mm. And she's not wrong. She's I not know, wrong. But I do always put milk in them. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then she says, It's espresso and hot water. Do I need to come back there and make it myself? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Meanwhile In another coffee shop, mind you. 
She what? was in a different coffee shop. There's so many bloody coffee shops. Yeah, it looked like a Starbucks. Yeah. I think it was the Starbucks which was like connected or beside the courthouse. And I, I think, think it was the one that Ed, the Tory, was trying to make Ed. Uh, was oh, It felt like it, may, it could have been the same place. Right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, Mary Louise skulks in behind Renata. <laughs> skulks. Yeah. Gail. Did you say she was like Gail, Gail Blatt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, how are we today? And Renata's like, how are we today? And like flies off yeah, the handle. Yeah, that was amazing. She says, we are concerned about a wonderful mother who's being put through a despicable court proceeding. We're wrought. And then yeah, Mar- we're wrought with my yeah. favourite. <laughs> she just keeps How going, are we're, we? wrought. we're, we're wrought. wrought. <laughs> and then I was like, is that wrought? Like wrought iron? Like, I don't, oh, what the like, fuck does wrought, wrought mean? I, I've never heard it used in I that I think way it means before. like hi- highly distressed. Yeah, obviously. I think Renata's constantly highly distressed. Um, Mary Louise uh, says before she wanted to take take the twins off Celeste she had suggested getting a nanny to help then she says Celeste thinks nannies are more trouble than they're worth no she's a bitch Renata is she's actually a bitch fuming how does she even know that's what I said how do you even know she knows everything Um, so Renata like kicks off says Mary Louise is always trying to make all of the mothers feel guilty for having a career and she was like don't go there don't go there judgy judger (laughs) (laughs) Storms out without the Americano with no milk. Uh, Mary Louise tells the cashier that she'll take it for her as we're going to the same place. I love that. She's like, <laughs> yeah, we're, going, uh, we're going to the same thing. I was like, oh, Mary. Um, Celeste's lawyer tries to convince her not to question Mary Louise in court. Uh, meanwhile, Mary Louise's lawyer tells her it's a very smart move by Celeste. Um, Mary Louise says that Perry was Celeste's prince and she killed him. Uh, and then the lawyer quickly reminds her to uh, only answer the questions that are asked in court. Um, in the next scene Celeste is sitting in court waiting for proceedings to kick off she's a flashback and in it we see a young Mary Louise and two young boys who are Perry and Raymond in a car they've just been in a crash Raymond is dead in the back seat and Mary Louise shakes Perry and screams at him saying look what you did in court Celeste is invited to begin questioning Mary Louise they refer to each other by their first names Celeste asks Mary Louise if it is her observation that she is a bad mother Uh, Mary Louise says she considers her to be a wonderfully committed parent. However, she says she saw her being violent with the twins and driving off in her pyjamas off her face before crashing the car. Um, Mary Louise says that Celeste is not okay after all that she's been through. She cannot accept the twins being left in what she calls imminent peril. Uh, Celeste asks if she um, ever reported any of her concerns to anyone. Mary Louise says no. Celeste asks Mary Louise if she thinks she is routinely violent. Mary Louise says no. That was our first little bit of like feeling like Celeste was clawing it back to her side. Yeah. 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 Celeste asks Mary Louise if she thinks she's often violent. Mary Louise says no. Mary Louise then turns to the judge and says, who knows what I haven't seen. Celeste orders her to direct her responses to her as she is asking the questions. Um, Celeste then says that she did lose her temper. She overreacted once. Mary Louise says, all it takes is once. And then Celeste says, you of all people would know that. Oh. Then she questions. She asks Mary Louise, did you ever lose your temper as a young mother while you were driving, causing the car to crash? Like at this, like Mary Louise's life falls oh, apart here. No, like her face, she is like she knows. It's like, how do you know? Yeah. yeah, I don't think she thought that Celeste knew. No, no, she hadn't a clue that Celeste. No, knew. so she Mary Louise calls the question obscene. Celeste says your son Raymond died in part because you lost your temper. 
argues that while Mary Louise says she puts her children in imminent peril, Mary Louise killed a child. Uh, Mary Louise jumps to her feet, gasping for breath. The judge is like, would you sit down? I'm like, she's clearly distressed. Were you guys shocked by that revelation? Um, no. no like I wasn't in the no, slightest not in the it was slightest. almost like I was waiting for it but I just I think didn't know how it was going to have happened but I knew <clears throat> but we knew, yeah, yeah. We knew something about it. it does explain Mary Louise's character a lot now because yeah. she was she's so protective over Perry because he she obviously one of her like her other son had died I would have liked that to have been more of a shock or more of a twist I would have liked that to hit at a point where yeah. you're like no way! It's because she'd that, mentioned we we'd oh, all we knew. been yeah we knew yeah and yeah. I just wonder if they could have written a couple of lines differently or held off in a couple of little beats in the past episodes differently where that would have hit us like no oh my god she's a murderer like we have yeah. this like yeah they could have not given me? us any hint about a brother at all or a brother yeah. having died like would that, that have been better that would have been a massive shock and right? I, if we just knew about a brother but that was it that their Perry has a brother like you know yeah. if you mentioned oh Perry's brother always said and you we know? didn't know he was dead yeah. I yeah. think that would have just been maybe what people wanted a little bit more out of this episode just that oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Celeste says the idea of Mary Louise losing her temper while driving with the twins terrifies her. Um, she tells Mary Louise that losing a child must have been unspeakably devastating for both her and for Perry. Um, and asks if she ever sent Perry to see a therapist. Mary Louise says, well, in those days, we were less inclined to outsource our children's pain. Um Celeste then says, so you assumed the role of consoling and holding Perry? And Mary Louise says, yes. Celeste asks if she ever blamed Perry for causing the uh, the car to crash or distracting her. She says, did you ever say to him, look what you made me do? And Mary Louise howls, no. Celeste says, if Perry told me that you said to him, this is your fault, was he lying? Mary Louise screams, these are lies. Um, and she says, uh, your husband, um, sorry, Celeste says, my husband physically and emotionally abused me. Abusers are likely to have been abused themselves. Mm. Mary Louise says, you're a liar. And the fact that violence may have been a part of your sexual relationship, dot, 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 dot. She goes off on one. Mm. Celeste asks if Jane is a liar, points to Jane in the courtroom. God, Jane wasn't expecting that. No. And then Mary and can Louise. she get a break? Yeah. Mary Louise says, well, she's mistaken. To which Celeste says, um, you know, if somebody is raped, is that something they're likely to be confused about? And Mary Louise says, um, perhaps he got too, and she goes to say violent, and then she drops that and she goes, uh, perhaps he got too physical. Um, then tries to blame Perry's like fucked upness on Celeste, sometimes enjoying rough sex. Mary Louise says, Celeste is trying to cover over her sickness with these disgusting fabrications. Um, says that Max and Josh need to believe in their dad and they can't believe in him with Celeste walking around calling him a rapist and an abuser. Um, Mary Louise says that Perry's memory is being assassinated. He isn't there to defend himself and says that he is the victim, not Celeste. Mm. Mm. Um, Celeste then shows the video that uh, Max and Josh filmed on their iPad oh, of Perry beating her. Horrific. Yeah, it which did come as a shock. Yeah. to watch her friends watch it was yeah. what upset me actually because we've seen the violence before. But to watch them see it and to empathise and to be like, God, imagine watching your friend go through that you would actually die of a broken heart. And the thought yeah. of that her children, obviously yeah. we knew to some extent that they, obviously one of the kids was biting Amabella in season one. Like we knew that they had been in some way influenced by the violence. But like when you see that video, it really does make you go oh my gosh those, those children probably saw everything they knew everything yeah. and then it goes back to you know the way he used to play the monster character when they yeah. were playing and how 
fucked up all that is. Yeah. And then I seen an article when I was Googling about this and it was basically like, is Big Little Lies season two a response to the Me Too movement? Because so much of that argument in the courtroom was about like, you know, when a woman says that they've been raped and how other people just say it's rough and how, you know, it's always left to the woman to prove, you know, what's happened to her even though she's the victim but the men are somehow seen as the victim so that was like that whole kind of Mm -hmm. discussion came up and people were wondering whether that's why that court case scene was written the way it was so I think that's interesting I think it is very of the time Mm. yeah um Celeste, um, while playing the video to the court, as you said, like everyone's horrified. The judge even kind of goes, that's enough. That's enough, yeah. And um, Celeste then says, uh, your concerns about me making up stories about your son are unfounded. Mary Louise, this was your son. Um, in the car outside afterwards, Madeline apologises to Celeste for having no idea what she'd been going through with Perry. Celeste questions if she's a good mother herself, only now realising the twins had seen way more violence than mm. she thought they did. Uh, Madeline says to her, you cannot falter here. These boys belong with you. Madeline in this in that scene and in this episode really has it's like she's grown as a character like her pettiness yeah. has almost disappeared she's definitely let all that go because it's like she's really realized what's important she's really calmed down yeah yeah and it, it's all just become I think too real for her she's like I'm not going to waste my time on this anymore yeah. also Celeste is a lawyer like so sharp so poised so great she was just absolutely phenomenal but that is good advice because I don't know if I would have been able to do that if I was Madeline to say you've been through absolute hell this is the lowest point in your life but you actually can't falter like you have to keep fighting yeah and I just think that's such strong advice to give do you know what I mean she's like you just have to keep going do you know and I liked that yeah Um, in the aquarium Jane tells Corey that she doesn't want him to think that she doesn't like him Um, says that he should be going out having fun with other girls he says just being with her right there right now is fun and that nothing is perfect they then have a lovely kiss now have you warmed to him yet uh, yeah like kinda (laughs) (laughs) do you know on Instagram when you search for big little lies in the gif section in the stories Mm -hmm. there's a gif of two people kissing in front of water like an aquarium and in that scene I was like it's that scene because I never could understand where the gif was coming from from the trailer yeah I couldn't I just was like where's the gif coming from So yeah, found the gift. Found, found the gift. The gift. Uh, back at Celeste's house, the twins ask if court went good and was she like a superhero. Celeste says she was like the Incredible Hulk and Superwoman combined. Well, the next second, Mary Louise comes scrambling up the driveway, reaching for the uh, house keys to let herself in. Before she can get there, Celeste rushes over to the door to stop her, and then kind of just in the gap of the door, like Mary Louise trying to force her way in. She's like, why did you lie? And Celeste is like, I didn't lie. Give up. Perry told me what you did. And Mary Louise is like, that never happened. And then really cleverly, Celeste goes, so you're calling Perry a liar. That was, was so great. clever. Yeah. I just wish that had happened in the courtroom. <laughs> I know. Um, Mary Louise says... So clever. Yeah, so clever. Mary Louise says, I hope you... Oh yeah, this... Uh, uh, Mary Louise says, I hope you don't live to bury your children because you would not even be standing. And then the line that I think sums up just this entire series, it's the big little line. Celeste says, you lost your boys, you don't get to take mine. Yeah. And yeah. that's what this whole storyline was about, was that, that Mary Louise lost her two kids. And whether it was directly for that reason or for whatever reason, she wanted to take... Yeah, she wants... Yeah, Yeah, there's a revenge arc in there, definitely, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, In hospital, Bonnie comes to take over from her dad uh, to sit in with her mother in the room. Uh, She tells him to clear off that she wants some alone time. Oh God, I thought this was going to end perfectly. 
she sits down there, her dad leaves and she sits down with her mom and she, she tells her that she loves her and that uh, she says, it's taken me my entire life to say those words. And then she also says something along the lines of, so you want to go now? Because her mom yeah. did ask her. And then we see Bonnie lifting a pillow. Camera cuts. Halfway up the corridor, the dad realises he's forgotten something and turns back. That, oh, I, my heart Walks was into the room and we just see him staring. Fully expecting to see Bonnie straddling her mother while holding a pillow over her face. What we actually see is Bonnie lying up in the bed next to her mother having a cuddle. What do we think about that? I thought it was an unfair anticlimax. And I like but the episode could. overall. But we have spent the whole season with Bonnie's mother talking about drowning yeah. and a death. We've seen Bonnie hold the pillow up a number of times. And then it's just like, oh, we're just not getting it. I definitely like, feel oh, like they okay. tried to wrap that up into a bow. Feel a bit and they didn't. Like, yeah, On it, that storyline. That felt unfinished. It really yeah. did. But we'll get to some of that in the thoughts and theories as of to why I, I did a bit of digging around as to why I think that may have happened. Okay. Okay. You could could you not kind of argue the same thing with Ed and Madeline that like you know we were being led to believe that like it was all going to go tits up and then at the end it was just like oh actually we're going to redo our wedding vows and I think same sort of thing definitely yeah, is the same drain. sort of the thing the water was so like ambiguous because the mum was almost communicating her visions through Bonnie when they touched each other yeah do you know what I mean it was just it, that kind of I felt like there was a supernatural kind of something there was something going yeah. on that was just kind of left teeter off and I think Ed's was more of a decision it's like is he going to leave isn't he going to leave whereas this was like the woman wants to die we've been given for seven episodes now these visions about drowning and these shots of Bonnie holding the pillow over her mum's face yeah. the fact that she hates her and then oh actually she loves her and nothing's going to happen in the end yeah and or was you know it her I mean? like remembering her abuse yeah it's just or was it a metaphor for like the guilt that she felt uh, it comes down to what you said which was like letting go and forgiving and changing the person that you are because Bonnie definitely did that yeah. maybe the water was that she like came up out of like she didn't drown she let it wash away from her and she moved on but at the same time we are watching a TV show like there needs to be a level of entertainment and definitely the way it was all edited together and everything <laughs> it really looked like we were going to get something in the yeah. final to yeah. do with that and it just didn't happen yeah it was a little bit of a cheat Meanwhile, Madeline and Celeste are having a wine by the fire pit. Uh, Madeline says she feels really bad that she started the lie. Um, <laughs> says that she can see the damage it's done. She says it's eroding every single one of us, including me. Celeste says present company excluded. The lie is the friendship. That's my big little line of that episode. Yeah. Oh, she's so, like the lie, and the lie she's is like you the and friendship. me have a friendship, and we have a friendship with Jane. But she's like the the five of us. No don't have a friendship like Madeline and Bonnie hated each other in season one and they all hated Renata like Amabella's birthday party thunder only ha-. like that was a rivalry so do you think they meant their friendship is a lie no the, 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 the lie, lie is the only thing that binds them together yeah, it's the only thing that's kept them. the five of them together yeah, yeah. fair enough okay. yeah um, getting ready for the court's decision Celeste and the twins are getting ready at home uh, she's tying ties on them which is super cute uh, they ask if they really need to wear the ties and she's like I think it's a good idea um, they ask if they should tell the judge that they want to stay with her and then I think really interestingly and yeah. very professionally I suppose with her work hat on she says if that's what you want, then yes. Mm. And can I we just thought all, it was really interesting. Can we all take a moment for the powder pink suit? Yeah, fab. 
and she's still rocking that it was like Elle Woods in her pink yeah, it was. suit it, it was such a nod I was like who's in the wardrobe department <laughs> they love Legally Blonde <laughs> yeah it actually was a nod it was wasn't it but I love that she didn't go yeah obviously you want it it was like she was just like no let me yeah you know let my lawyer skills do the yeah yeah, it was, it was a tiny detail, but I thought it was really interesting. Um, back at Madeline, Steady Eddie's back out in the punch bag. Uh, Madeline asks, is that me? Um, <laughs> she says that she doesn't know where they're at, which results in him asking her, uh, to renew their wedding vows. Oh, and then she's okay. like, yeah, 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 for better, for worse. And he's like, uh, no, your worst is off the table. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes into full Madeline mode trying to plan a party. I love that trying she's like, to plan a party. have everyone here and blah, blah. And he's literally just like, no. No. He's like, no. And she gets it. She's like, no, that's her compromise. Oh my god! Did you write? She totally gets but it. But that's yeah. her character yeah. change. That was that's, when we could see that in was action. the yeah. moment. Yeah, it hit she, her. Yeah, she just goes. I don't need all the bells and whistles. He just wants me, and if I just give him me, that is enough. Yeah, everything. <gasps> Old into Madeline place. would have already have called the wedding planner two seconds after, and all. Yeah, that, and she would so. have said, "No, Ed, we're doing it. This is what we need to do." But she just goes, "Okay," and he goes, "She's finally." listening to me she's yeah. on my level yeah yeah. Um, back in hospital Bonnie's mother has taken a turn for the worse uh, one of the nurses uh, says that she's had another stroke um, in court just as the judge is getting ready to announce her decision Mary Louise asks for permission to speak she says what I saw on that video I simply had no idea I'm so sorry I don't know what to say to make you forgive me I had no idea and then she kind of trails off she goes if I had mm. Um she then says to the judge, this is not about forgiveness. This is about the well-being of these two splendid young men. I bear no contempt for my daughter-in-law. But Celeste, you are ill. She then calls her repugnant and grotesque um, and says the twins may be infected by her sickness. Um, asks the judge to safeguard the boys while Celeste will no doubt get herself better. Celeste then stands up and says, it's one thing to be asked to turn over your children. It's quite another to be asked to give them to you. These are my babies. I've kept them alive. I've kept myself alive. My sons are good boys and I will raise them to be good men. Oh. Now, I have to say, right, so were you blown away by that bit? No, I just, <laughs> I felt like Mary Louise was trying to do that clone it all back, trying to be like, you know, she was almost like if I'd known, you know, just in case. She was just, I just feel like she's kind of playing that there. I had another totally, like I read that scene totally differently and it freaked me out a little bit. But when she stood up and she was like, my sons are good boys, they're going to be good men. It reminded me of the way Mary Louise speaks about Perry, that he's a good man yeah. and he's a good boy. Yeah, right. True, yeah. And I was like, holy shit, is this a little bit like history is going to repeat itself again? You've got a mother who, who maybe doesn't have the most perfect track record by no means. So I think she's a bad mother, but you know what I mean? You've got two boys one of which is violent tendencies yeah. and it's just a little bit like did Mary Louise want to take the boys because she really saw herself in Celeste not that she could mind them any better that they would have been any better but that phrasing yeah, freaked really me out massively the phrase hurt excuse me hurt people hurt people yes yeah that is that for everyone that for the children and for the pe- for Celeste and Mary I Louise find, I do find that whole arc a bit problematic that they're kind of just like Perry was blamed and this is why he became that do you know what I mean I think that like I get that in terms of character development but I don't think for every abuse case like a lot of the time that isn't yeah. it isn't the case do you no. know that way so I think I don't know the good thing that it will do though is open conversations like this where yeah. you're not just blindly accepting what we've been told is so much ambiguity and grey in that situation mm. completely like there's definitely people that have watched that that don't think Celeste should have her children yeah we just happen to be three people that yeah. do 
Yeah, yeah. we know her. We and also we were never shown a side of Mary Louise that would ever make us really empathize with her. She didn't. She's not someone that you do feel. No. You know. Yeah. She was all ready to pop the question. The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Wait, like she was never nice, really. No. Um, so at the end of the case anyway the judge says that the boys have been through enough uh, so she doesn't take them off Celeste Celeste uh, then which I also think was really nice uh, just she says to the twins she's like I need you to do something for me and she kind of ushers them over towards Mary I Louise know, and gets them to go and hug her to give her a hug which I thought was really really nice um, but I felt that was the only time mature. this season that I've gone I felt really sad for Mary Louise yeah then. I said to you, yeah I, the, the, there, but there has been scatterings of that in there there's sometimes where she just looks like an old woman who has nothing and and nothing she's now moved down there and I just feel maybe that's your glimmer that Celeste can bring these kids up and potentially have Mary Louise in their lives and overcome the evilness that was in that family yeah rather than open up another feud do you know what I mean Mm. to potentially cause more hurt yeah because hurt people hurt people Mm -hmm. Um, back in hospital Bonnie's mother whispers I'm sorry before dying Um, just Nathan comes into the room and Bonnie tells him that she I'm never sorry, loved him. I'm sorry, but for fuck's sake, I'm sorry. It's four episodes are waiting on her to die. <laughs> I'm just, she's dead, she's not dead. She's at a stroke, she's up, she's down, she's drowned, she's awake, she's crying, she's smothered, she's not. She's out of the bed, oh, she's no, in it the was, bed. There was a lot going on. A lot of flashes, a lot of, at one point I was like, what is going on with that situation? Was I meant to care when she died? I couldn't give a shite. I felt really sad for Bonnie, but happy that she was able to get that one tiny bit of closure because I feel like, yeah, yeah, that she was able to just get that. Yeah, I like the fact that her mom whispered, I'm sorry, because it meant that she heard her. And she understands. She's like, I'm sorry. I I understand. I was already crying. No. I was massively moved by other parts, but I felt like Bonnie came out of the woodwork in this season. They didn't do much character development and then all of a sudden we were meant to care so much about her. And I'm like, all we know about her is that she owns a yoga studio and she goes out with Nathan. Do you know what I mean? Like They haven't really built her up enough for me to care on the level of how I feel about 
Madeline's relationship with Ed or yeah. Celeste's relationship with her kids. I'm like, I don't care about Bonnie and her mom. And that's I, I think in the book, to do with Zoe or anyone. It's uh, is a. I think writing? she did a great job with the character she got. I don't think they gave her the complexity of character that they and the screen time they've given That's the other women. Exactly what I'm saying. And I saying. think that with what she had and with the script she had and with the that she did a phenomenal job at that. That like we, I was rooting for her. We were all yeah. rooting yeah. for you. You know, that loved way. her as a character. Yeah. Would have loved to have seen more. Couldn't tell you much about her. I feel like I could write a thesis on some of the other women. I don't really. I can tell you that Bonnie's house smells of incense. And she's vegan. And that's not enough for me to care. No, I think she deserved more. I think yeah. she deserved as a character more. And obviously there was a lot of interesting stuff there. But the fact that we couldn't really tell you what was going on with the psychicness, what really went on with the mom. Yeah. I wish we'd seen what it What went on with her one. dad? Do I give yeah, a shite no about the what, dad? Yeah. What's think- the dad's name? Like, I just, that whole... I think when they did season one, they obviously didn't think there was ever going to be a season two. So it did feel a bit kind of like this was... But in the book... Like Bonnie does turn herself in in the end, yeah. And I think in the book, Bonnie's definitely more of a. If I think she could be Bonnie's more of a, bo- I have book read character. It. Yeah, I think her book character amazing. is more okay. So I don't know if the series just didn't. I'm not sure. Yeah, and it's not as I if they didn't have time. The anyway, with her mother dead in the bed, she turns around to Nathan and says, "I never loved you." No. Um, says it's probably not the best time to break the news. Oh. But nonetheless, uh, she just can't lie anymore. And she I felt like that line meant more about when that. She, no, than, that was cool. But when yeah, she goes, I just the, can't lie in the more. I don't love you anymore. And I don't think I ever did. I bawled. I know we don't like Nathan. I felt so bad yeah, for you. I don't wish not that like Nathan. No, we, we're not mad. I know that we all weren't really that mad on Nathan, though. Like, as a, We're not like obsessed. We don't think he's an amazing. I thought he was a, just a little bit pathetic, but I did not like him. It's not as if like she said that. To, it's like... Imagine if Madeline said that to Ed, he'd be devastated. Oh, yeah. I felt well, so bad I think from... that you don't need to turn around and go. And by the way, I never did. Like that was just a bit unnecessary. Was it I not? just think she's so broken at that point that she's just like, I've absolutely nothing left. I don't even know who I am. So I'm just going to say everything I need to say, and then I'm going to go to ground zero basically and see what's. I left think that's what yeah. she's been lying about the longest. So she's gotten over well, the Sky abuse. Is like ten. Uh, she's gotten over the in terms of she's made like peace with her mum to a certain degree with the abuse that she suffered as a child and then that is the other lie that she has been telling herself for so long yeah so I she's getting rid of each lie but like that was I mean that's a lot I felt so bad for him I yeah. felt devastated his face for him. his that he, the acting his eyes were bright red the second she said it I felt really real what does he have left yeah He's a single dad now with Sky, and he has to deal with that all by himself. And then he was still there at the end to support her. Yeah. So in about four lines, that that did more for him than they did in two mm. seasons yeah. in terms of the good of his character. Yeah. Uh, Queen Renata gets home. Gordon's up in his playroom. Uh, the toy, tra- <laughs> the, the toy trains. Can you imagine the fit you'd have? Whizzing you around the place. Psychopath. She walks in. What the fuck is this? Why is why is this still here? <laughs> Gordon explains that he sold it all to some investor who basically paid money for it but didn't want the train set. So he's like, I'll buy it off you. You can keep it. All I'm bothered about is if it goes up or down in value, but you hold on to it. Renata turns around. She's like, all my stuff is gone and you get to keep this. And then she says, while you were plunging us into bankruptcy, you were also fucking the nanny. <sighs> Gordon says... Well, now she's gone. I need something to play with. Oh, no. No, I was... Uh, Is this realistic? At which point, she rightfully 
unravels yeah. is the only word. It was Carrie Underwood before he cheats. I know he's already cheated, but what it was a like prick. Why would you prick. say that? Like no. But her respect. swing in that bat was the Carrie Underwood video. I was like, yeah. yes, Renata, yeah, like smash that, break Beyonce that lemonade. away. Yeah. Beyonce Lemonade So she takes one of his baseball bats Off the wall Smashes the absolute fucking shit Out of all of Gordon's toys Smithereens it's Like such a, I, how, Imagine how much Yeah Stupid she's like, little boy yeah. in your Oh I want to like Imagine how much fun it would have been to film that I want to yeah. re-edit it to like I took my key <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to like It's amazing um, She also gives him a whack across the chest with it which Good honour And then screams Maybe you should have shown a woman a little respect And then she's like I'm done No more bullshit No more lies and walks out the door but like it's horrific he hasn't even so said sorry the, so is she do, did, was that the end of Do their I'm marriage yeah. oh marriage. Yeah, yeah 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 what yeah. I Does think she threw he... a ring at him did she I didn't notice I didn't or maybe that was from a different episode why does he absolutely hate her and have absolutely no respect no, no respect. respect what happened there I don't know oh, he's... we kind of missed the part where he just decided to absolutely hate her it's like he just doesn't he's like ugh it's money's gone whatever fuck you fuck it I don't like care like completely disgusting character but like I'm like is he believable that's your child's mother any humanity left there yeah I don't know if I really find that very plausible yeah I just enjoy Renata for the dramatics and the F-bombs and you the, have to just take it for, for what it She's is they were kind giving. of in a way like Renata was the comic relief in this she definitely season. was yeah. she took over the Madeline comic yeah. relief yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to the bit that I got emotional that um, on the beach Chloe and Abigail preside over the renewing of Ed and Madeline's nuptials uh, like really gorgeous scene the outfits um, on the flowers, the flowers. Yeah. it was just stunning and that's their back and fucking like, garden yeah, I know yeah. Off. yeah. if you try to rent somewhere like that in Ireland you'd need 35 grand and they're out the fucking back. 35 million. She probably already had that dress as well. Oh, they no, all just a little number. I was green watching that thing, yeah. to um, be honest. Like, <laughs> and what I love as well is like they didn't even get a celebrant, like just the yeah. two girls so did nice. the honours. Um, like purely for them, like a total family thing. And then just as Ed kisses his bride, the heavens open and in rolls a thunderstorm. Uh, now we've spoken about the soundtrack a couple of times uh, in this series and here at the end it doesn't falter to the backdrop of a version of Have You Ever Seen The Rain we see Mary Louise driving alone uh, presumably heading the long journey back home which is the second time in this episode that I, I had a tinge of like oh yeah oh, okay. are you going her. back to dig up that grave and she looks she looks into the rear view mirror looks into the back seat like where no, you know where she was hoping that the would twins would have been and they're not there and where yeah. her two sons obviously were yeah yeah. Um, so in the final scenes we see the Monterey Five all doing their own thing Jane and Corey are dancing around the kitchen and Adorable. they finally get it on they're um, in love yeah, yeah totally in love Ed and Madeline are dancing around after getting remarried. <laughs> Celeste is at home with the boys snuggled up on the sofa. Oh. Renata is cuddling up with Amabella and she just tells her that everything will be okay. Bonnie kisses her daughter on the cheek while she sleeps and sends a message to the other four. Their phones all light up at different times. Bonnie heads for her car with her dad and Nathan watching. Nathan says, let me go with you. Which is like a really big gesture oh, yeah. considering... Yeah. He's like, let me go with you. Like, I'm not letting you do this on your own. Are we also supposed to assume here that she's completely filled him in? Yeah. Yeah. And I think at this point he's like, 
anything that went before anything to do with our relationship has been totally overshadowed by the fact that I need to make sure this woman is okay and is yeah. making the right decision and in, is in a good state of mind so he's like just let me help we'll figure everything out later on also I misread the whole situation and I thought that Madeline saw a message on Ed's phone from Bonnie as in like you know that she was finally like confessing <laughs> well Rebecca you were sweating his... for a twist I was I thought that he was no, there's no harm yeah. I thought there. Bonnie was finally like being like I've broken off with Nate and I think you and me are meant oh, to be yeah. together I just completely misread the situation and then I was like oh it could have gone that way though I don't know what I was doing Um, so at this point now it's dark outside and it's spilling rain Celeste Bonnie Madeline Renata and Jane all pull up in their cars and walk one right after the other into Carmel by the Sea Police Department the end or is it it felt very final it did but it felt final but at the same time they definitely could do a third season if they wanted right they uh, definitely could. They could they, bring it back. Because, no Because uh, Meryl wouldn't be in it. No, you wouldn't need Meryl. You could bring it back. No bother. But I don't think they will. I don't think so. So it did feel a bit like they tied everything up, but they also left it open. Yeah. It was like things were kind of wrapped up to a certain extent. But if you said, oh, it's coming back in two years, I would be like, okay, they probably could do a third season, but it would need a bit of action. Yeah. We need something to happen I, I surprised myself by how satisfied I was with the final episode I felt very I, I, yeah, really, I really enjoyed, enjoyed it. it I can understand how some people kind of wanted something and I, I was think nitpicking at problems there definitely but that's just because we're having a discussion about yeah. it overall sitting back as a viewer I really enjoyed it yeah like people are like oh nothing really happened this season wasn't necessary could have the women have just you know handed themselves in at the start could Bonnie not have just said it was self defence and blah 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 but like I still do feel like this is it was Every episode was must-watch television and the calibre of, of talent of of act, the actors. The female yeah. stars and the complex female characters and the female stories is phenomenal. And also the fact that it's two, uh, like it's it's uh, Nicole and Reese are the executive producers yeah. and Andrea Arnold was the director. But I will, there's some stuff on that as Apparently well. she got shafted. Yeah, so basically the whole, loads of people think that it wasn't really, it was a bit disjointed because Andrea Arnold was, was called in to be the director of season two and in uh article i think it was last week it was i think just after we were uh, recorded our episode basically indie wire published an article that was alleging that the director who's andrea arnold that she had her vision for the series allegedly trampled on in post-production she by... has a very specific type of shooting and a very specific way of doing things okay. that fans of her would very obviously have seen not come true through right. in what we watch. So so it was alleged that the writer and executive producer David E. Kelly and Jean-Marc Vallier, who was the director from season one, that they basically kind of changed up the... Chopped her scenes to Chopped her scenes room, up basically. and changed it in post-production. Oh, right. So, so basically, she hasn't commented on the situation. Reese and Nicole haven't commented on the situation, and but no one's denied the story. Have you seen the trending hashtag put out the... And, arn- yeah. Yeah put out her cut basically okay. so in a chopping room floor somewhere there is her vision for this series yeah and it kind of makes sense when it you does. hear a story like that because you're like yeah it works and yeah i really enjoyed it but it did there was just some weird decisions made like that conversation we had earlier on about you know you could just reveal things slightly separately or maybe hold back on some of the mary louise stuff to give us a more hard-hitting final episode that's editing and the water you know i don't know there could have been a scene that may have we don't know what was cut also the ice cream scene was cut yeah so that was shot that was 
in it. So basically there is a hashtag that's trending about her cut being released and HBO did release a statement to IndieWire after the article because a lot of people were talking about it and they said there wouldn't be a season two of Big Little Lies without Andrea Arnold. We at HBO and the producers are extremely proud of her work. As with any television project, the executive producers work collaboratively on the series and we think the final product speaks for itself. Well, it so. speaks for itself, but does it say what you wanted to say? That's very ambiguous. Yeah. yeah. And also, it doesn't look Jesus. too good for them. That's not a ringing endorsement, is it? No. And no. no one said anything from the series. Like, no one's come out and said that's not true, or they haven't come out and said, oh, we, this was great. I think there great. is murder going on that we don't know. And it also doesn't look very good that it's a female director, of which they are they rare. They chose, but they do. That they, they chose, chose, who yeah. has a very specific vision, whose vision was cut by a... A male, male showrunner. Like, that's just not but is great, is Reese it? Witherspoon the boss, boss, boss? No, no. David, no, I don't think so. Okay. No, she's no. their producers. Exactly, the producers, and they bought the rights, and they. but it's apparently it's this David E. Kelly guy. Now, I'm not throwing him under the bus. But I don't understand how it all no, works. this is all, we don't know what's these going are just on, but to that articles. article was published. And, and there's they, a few of them. There is, yeah, and, and, and IndieWire went with that saying that this is what happened and no one's denied it. So mm-hmm. something's gone on, we're not sure exactly because what, but I do think you can feel it when looking back at the season and we're like, well, hang on, what happened there? It, it, there's a few questions I have. It's like, at the start, like there was a couple of characters that were really big, like the therapist, the school principal. Oh my God, the therapist fell off the face of the planet. Fell off the face of the planet, the, the school principal, the new teacher that was brought oh in with climate God. change. Yeah. It kind of does feel <laughs> almost... Amabella. Amabella. <laughs> it, but like, do you get me? It feels like two almost kind of different seasons yes, in one so a little bit. Yeah. But the Guardian ran an article headlined, Big Little Lies. Has season two really been a screaming grey flop? Like... That should never be a headline for a show with Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Shailene Woodley, Meryl Streep. Do you know what I mean? And Zoe Kravitz was absolutely amazing. So there is a few lingering questions right after um, the season two finale. So yeah, what was the purpose of Bonnie's mum's drowning visions? Was it a metaphor? Was there something that we would have seen? Yeah, well, there was obviously more to that that we didn't get to see then. It does feel a little bit that way. This is what I'm saying to you. Like, obviously when I said, okay, just die, like that wasn't a very nice thing but that's my crass way of saying okay you're just gonna die you've been in a bed for three three episodes now unconscious we're not getting any more of your storyline all we're seeing is these kind of fleeting shots of are you awake aren't you awake yeah, or is bonnie going to kit like is you know what i mean there was there can was hints some, can there actually be a point to you being brought back i don't really get it like if you actually cut out her whole her parents entirely yeah i think you still would have got to that point with bonnie going to that police station because she was as depressed at the start as she yeah, was at the at end. The end yeah. What? Okay, maybe there was a small catalyst of her going, right, my mum's dead now so I'm going to have myself in. Shailene mm. uh, yeah. Woodley, guys, I sat through that whole episode going, where the fuck is his body? Why haven't they gone to the graveyard yet? I was what like, was what that is about? happening? So Shailene Woodley actually posted something up on her Instagram a few days before the final um, and she wrote... Uh, too late to tell you that it was just one big little lie and then in the caption she said said as if I'd give anything away so that was all just a lie they did it with Game of Thrones as well Maisie Williams came on and said something that was meant to be a spoiler but it never happened was this on Jimmy Kimmel so she went on Jimmy Kimmel okay and that fine was all. so we'll know in future if somebody lets something slip on Jimmy Kimmel that yeah. it's him looking for headlines um, the, Jessica Goldstein um, wrote an article for Vulture with a few more unanswered questions and she's like uh, did everyone just stop everything they were doing the night that body text them being like right gals let's go to the police station Yeah, like it was you know 
Like, you know, yeah. yeah. Was there a conversation we missed? I mean, how do you come to that conclusion that you're all going to be like, right, let's all go to jail? Like, I, just... I suppose it's just implied that like whatever kind of message she sent, it was just like everyone just resigned themselves to the fact that actually, do you know what? Let's We've just all... be done with And this. I think with all of their own separate life events that had just happened, they were all just kind of like, do you know what? Let's just. I know it's just that Celeste this. finally got the kids. I'm like, are you going to go? Like, do you know what I mean? She finally got custody. Like, she did look like when they walked in. She did look like the most hesitant. Yeah, if that's you want true. to read into it. Yeah. So, um, also, uh, what would have season two? What would season of two have been like if Andrea's work wasn't undermined allegedly? I think better because I think it would have been one solid vision rather than the stuff we're talking about here, which is like a lot of disjointed issues that we can't really resolve. Would we have gotten the ice cream scene after? all? Uh, did Perry lie to Celeste about how his brother died? Did he? We don't know. Don't know. And we'll sure. never know. And and then she as well was like, "What happened to all the characters at the start of the season?" Yeah. Also, Tori. What happened with Ed and Tori? Like, did you know? No, they we... never got it on. Well, yeah, there yeah. Could be and some like footage, we, we never kind of said goodbye. <laughs> we never said goodbye to the principal who was so iconic. And yeah. Also, I I do have a really big issue with how evil they made Gordon like I don't think it's realistic that he just <laughs> yeah the star first season he was like oh honey and everything to Renata and then all of a sudden now he's like the biggest prick on the planet yeah like, like I the get biggest prick yeah Horrific. like I get that relationships break down I totally get it but it doesn't it, it is it's disjointed um, do you mm. guys do you guys think there could be a season three there's a bit of speculation. I mean, look, there could they could be. squeeze one out, but like, should they? Probably not. Yeah, so we said last week that one of the they HBO could. bosses said that their schedules were going to be too busy, but Nicole Kidman has come out and said that she would be up for it. She'd love to do it, but only if everyone was involved. They might want to come back and do one where they sandwich in an, an amazing season. So we go, okay, season one, incredible. Season two, Bit of a disaster, but season three really wrapped up those loose ends and pulled yeah. us back together and was really brilliant. And then we look back on the show as amazing. Whereas now I'm looking back on the show as like, it like could have been amazing. Season one was great. Very confused. Yeah, and I know as well that like I think that if we just watch this as normal people, I'd be like, "Ha, Renata's gas, I love it. Oh, gas, like lovely and relaxing." But because I think we're yeah. so used to analysing it all, it definitely True. does. It it definitely does feel your bit. Like, Although on, we're not on here? our own here, though. No, either. no, no, completely, we're like, not. And like you know, the people that we chat to on Twitter and like you know, like my mom watching it and stuff. It's not as if we're being overly picky. Everyone was just no, like, no, no. Meh. There's, but okay. also we know as well yeah. that there has a, been some sort of issues going on behind the scenes, and I do think that you you can tell that. Yeah, something I didn't went know on. that until you just said it there, and now that does like it makes, sense. it makes sense. I'd like to see a season three. So Nicole Kidman says that she would do it again if everyone is involved. She told the Telegraph, "I think we would love to do a season three because there are certainly ideas, uh, but we would not do it without all of the same people involved and even the kids." And then Reese Witherspoon came out and she said, um that she doesn't know if it could happen but she'd never say never and she goes you don't know and season two is a surprise so it's a no for now this can go one of two ways either the women will want to do a third season because they won't want to leave it on a sour note or everyone will want to go right that was a bit of a disaster let's just move away from that onto the next project what if they're doing that uh, Elef- Eleanor Eleanor Oliphant. so Reese Witherspoon's yeah. doing uh, and then Nicole Kidman's working on another series for HBO okay. with the same so it's not going to be I for a yeah. while yeah. Uh, also right do you know so <laughs> yeah. so uh, Katie Redmond who is Celeste's lawyer in the show mm. uh, played by Porna Jaganathan yes I got it right 
Porta Jagannathan. Name. Yes, it is actually amazing. Um, I went onto YouTube and I was like, I want to pronounce your name properly because it's so mm. cool. Uh, she did an interview with Vanity Fair and she revealed something very Glam. juicy, right? She says, I read the script and I watched the episode and I was like, oh my God, there might be a season three. And she goes, that's not the script that I got. One character doesn't even make it. One character dies. It's a different script. This version left the door open on something I thought was definitely closed. So basically, she came out to Vanity Fair and said that one of the Monterey Five was meant to die in her script. So oh, sorry, okay. there was an original script given to her. Someone died. Then she got a second script and the person didn't die, which is leaving that storyline She never open. got another script. She said when she watched the episode, she was like, oh my God. She goes, I watched the episode and I was like, oh my God, there could be a season three. Like, what? why isn't that character dead? Bonnie, I would imagine. I, I would think have so. thought Bonnie, yeah. Now, HBO... So that says to me yeah. that there was a shit show going on. Yeah. How do you hand someone a script where a major character dies don't rescind it don't contact yeah. them in any way and have them watch it like a normal person to find out that they were she was like oh script. my god it's left open like there could be a season 3 so HBO That's declined bizarre. to comment um, to Vanity Fair when they were asked about it and so basically this could all explain all those drowning visions that we've been really perplexed about god the drama also it could be a fake script that she was given to prevent the plot leaking because I think that that does happen sometimes like, they yeah. could have I know. Would you be arsed? God, I don't think like that's a what show happened. I wouldn't have liked to have worked on, to be honest. I think there's something going on with the Andrea Arnold, the David thing, and the scripts going on there, and HBO going, Jesus, we'll just leave this open. Just give us the bloody ice cream scene. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, please and thank you. Also, they, <laughs> e News, which this is like the level of like, I love this level. They got a lawyer on, and they're like, listen. Would what would happen to the women if they went and confessed or whatever? His name's yeah. Andrew Stengel, right? So he basically is like, after the women confess, they will be interrogated by detectives who will try to determine their credibility and a prosecutor will decide whether or not to prosecute anyone. And based on what we saw on screen, Bonnie pushing Perry was clearly self-defense. Yep. Um, so, uh, because Perry was obviously attacking a number of people and he was kicking his wife. So uh, Stengel says, there is an excellent argument to be made that Bonnie was coming to the defense of Celeste and therefore self-defense should apply considering all of the facts including the evidence of what Perry had done Bonnie would only get a sentence of a few years if convicted of involuntary manslaughter yeah uh, yeah. I don't think I think that she would probably get like get because you know the way America's law is a bit uh, yeah I'd say she would still even now get off without being punished for pushing him but they would all collectively be done for like perversion so he justice. says yeah. while the women could get in trouble for lying to the law enforcement yeah. he says there's usually that's usually a misdemeanor and it would most likely result in a slap on the wrist especially considering the circumstances was that Perry raped yeah one of the women Jane. and he was and he was uh, abusive Beans. like he was I think up we have to yeah I think we were meant to presume that the women were all going to go together and Celeste was going to lawyer the fuck out of them all and get everyone off yeah. on yeah. suspended sentences or whatever it was yeah. and then Bonnie on, could start on again. minimal punishment. Very, very minimal. And then they also have probably more iPad footage from the twins yeah. to back up yeah. the fact it that he does. was abusive. And also that a DNA test everything. will just prove that Ziggy was... Yeah, his you know it's all gonna. Oh, I feel really. That's it now. Yeah, and then also that's how I yeah. saw that. Stengel also said that Celeste's lawyer skills were excellent. 
They were. Which I loved. They were. And also in the book, they apparently, were. when Bonnie hands herself in, in the book, I haven't read the book. I'm going to read, read the book. I read this online. I know, so am I. It's on my shelf in my sitting room. Uh, Can I have it after you? Yeah, I'll beside read it. Beside the sage. Besi- yeah. It is actually beside the sage. Mm. And the crystal ball. Yeah. Um, but it, apparently in the book, Bonnie hands herself in in the end and she only gets like two months community service. Yeah. After all that, so like realistically, we all we didn't need God, season she two. She put herself through two we, years of turmoil. All she needs to do is two months community. We service. probably all didn't need a season two, but I do feel like we now that we've watched it, I'm like I'm glad it happened. What I'm are we watching that we next? got to talk about it all together in a room every week. Do you know what, what? I mean? The hmm. summer's long. What else will we be doing? So, guys, that's kind of it for Big Little Shrine for now. Yeah, we need to let that sit. We don't know if we'll ever come back to it, which is emotional in one sense, but good in the other because we're going to be moving on to new things, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, pastures new, and um, we'd love any ideas if anyone has any thoughts on what series we should do. Yeah, guys. So as always, we're on the hunt for a new show. You know what we're into. You know what we like. We do like a murder. Yeah, we love crime. We love something uh, we can theorize over. Yes, we love a, a strong a female lead. A strong female lead. Certain shows we're waiting now. We're sweating for Happy Valley. Yeah, saw Sarah Lancashire as a surprise character in the um, Richard Curtis's film yesterday oh, that I, I saw wait on to Monday. Go see that. I'm going to go see it this weekend. Didn't realize she was in it. Brilliant, love her. I'm waiting for Marcella. Marcella, liar. We are waiting for liar. We are waiting for Dublin murder. So we yeah. will definitely be back podcasting. Will because we be we back love soon. Doing we just this. don't know exactly when. We just don't know exactly when. But you know what? If you're out there, if you're listening, help us. Yeah, and if you're watching us. something we've missed and you're like, this is amazing, you should watch this. I know Peaky Blinders is coming Shout back. Shout out to the guy who suggested Peaky Shriners as the title. Incredible uh, name. Incredible name. I never watched Peaky Blinders and I feel like season five is going to drop pretty soon. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it all in time. You watch it for Killian Murphy's hair alone. Yeah, yeah. So if you have any thoughts or ideas, let us know. Queen. Oh my god, she's so beautiful. So yeah, you can let us know. We are on Twitter at Shrine Pod. We're also on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. You can email us. We will be collecting our thoughts, researching, watching TV, having cups of tea, talking shite, um, finding sausage rolls. Eating ice creams and not throwing them. Finding sausage rolls, eating ice creams until we find something new and juicy to get our teeth into. But we'll be keeping you guys all up to date over on the social medias. Absolutely. So that is it for now. Go on, Reb. If you've any weird thoughts that you think we missed about the series, I mean, I know we mightn't do another episode of Big Little Shrine, but I just like to know because sometimes people come, like, people email us in the most amazing stuff. I'm like, how did I miss that? People are still emailing us in stuff about Line of Duty. Like, I want this socials (laughs) to become a big amalgamation of all of the shows we've always talked about. A shrine to amazing television. A shrine to amazing television. I couldn't have put it better myself. So we'll leave it there for now. (laughs) Yeah, Brendan's telling us to cut (laughs) off. No, sorry, can we... (laughs) (laughs) my phone is in front of me and it's lighting up I'm in a WhatsApp group and one of the girls Steph um, had a baby um, yeah like not that long ago like a couple months ago and she's just informed us all that he just did the biggest shit known to mankind there (laughs) the joys because you were like I was like Brendan are you okay (laughs) that is so so oh lovely, Brendan. And on that note... And on that note, we are signing out for a couple of weeks, but I'm sure we'll be back for a stunning autumn winter. I'm feeling a BBC schedule. Oh, I'm feeling an ITV. Oh, like Ted Hayes. Yeah, yeah, all the good yeah. TV comes out autumn winter. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for those. The trailers to start trickling through. So we'll enjoy the rest of the sunshine and people in England because it's swelteringly hot. Oh, it's 39 degrees tomorrow. Violent. Christ. 
So enjoy the summer. We'll be back with a good, get our teeth sunk into a new crime drama for the autumn winter. And we will speak to you then. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.